Did you know that Game Pass or Pass is brought to you for free because of Spotify for podcasters? It's a totally free platform and you can make a podcast today for free. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. And if you think about taking your podcast to the next level with a video podcast, Spotify can help you too. With Spotify for podcasters, you can also earn money in a variety of ways that includes ads and podcast subscriptions. So what are you waiting for? Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcast to get started right now. Now time for a very detective legend edition. Doesn't make any sense. Episode of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service. Tell you which games to pass to your friends, which games to make a fake drama with and and drive on by. Nailed it. I am your Formula One expert, never seen a race, Corey. I am joined by... The undercover agent himself, Basher. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I instantly forgot this was a double game episode. So when you mentioned the legends, I'm like, where did the legend, where was the legend in the detective agency? Did I miss Oh, wait. Something? Yeah, no, that's, that's the wrong game. Oops. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> shoot. Let me go back. Let's rewind. Welcome to a very <laughs> metal agency edition. There we go. Of Game Pass or Pass. I am the metal Hellsinger himself, Corey. I'm joined by the Basher. And Buddy the Cat. Hey, Buddy, can you get off the microphone? You Nailed it. Nailed it. Buddy, they can We're off you. to a great start. We're here to talk about Chinatown Detective Agency and Metal Hellsinger. But before that, did you know you can rate us on your favorite podcast service? Stop whatever you're doing. Hop on iTunes. Hop on Apple Podcasts. Hop on spotify and uh leave us a rating they really help out more people can hear about chinatown detective agency and metal hellsinger isn't that what we all want this is a tag team episode i played metal hellsinger basher played chinatown detective agency could not we just we could not come to agreement on who should play what that's that's not what happened at all we're going to be talking about these two games, but first we're going to start with chinatown detective agency from basher over there here are the the details on this game. Midnight in Singapore, your contact's a no-show. Your client wants answers and your empty bank balance hangs over you. Is this one of those weird? Okay. Buddy, and your you empty bank balance <laughs> hangs over you like a neon-tinted sword of Damocles. Welcome to 2037. Welcome to Chinatown Detective Agency. The world is in a state of flux as the global economy nears the n- nadir? of its decade-long collapse. I've never heard that word, Nadir. Singapore stands as the as a last refuge of order, but even here, the government struggles on the brink of chaos. That's where you come in. You are Amira Dr- Dharma? 
once a rising star in Interpol, now a freshly minted private investigator in the heart of Chinatown. And your first client is about to walk through your door. This is on Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One PC. Uh, single player does have cloud saves, regularly priced at $19.99, and comes from, uh, or I'm sorry, not comes from, with a main story to beat of six hours with a completionist of 16 hours. Chinatown Detective Agency, Basher. Uh, or should I call what? you Amira? What do you want? Myra. Oh, oh. <clears throat> what tell I don't know anything about this game. What is what is this game? Uh just so everyone knows, I, I am I am putting in my cat like a supervillain right now. Buddy, I need you to get down. Can you do that for me? No? Alright, that's fine. You can stay there. Uh so, as you said, you play uh Ms. Dharma, and she opens up her own private investigation business and it and in it this this first kind of referral from your boss comes through and it's all sort of uphill from there and what i mean by that is it's one of those games where and for me it was it tickled me because it's like i make the joke of always like oh this this thing goes all the way to the top and it's like this game is like, no, it goes all the way to the top. So the gameplay <laughs> is basically uh, Carmen Sandiego. Okay. Uh, it, it is essentially you get some clues. You talk to you talk you talk to your, uh, your your case person, and buddy, you are doing way too much. Relax. Uh, you talk to you, you gather these clues, and then you have to be a detective and yet be a real world detective. Like I didn't know the premise of this game going in. So, all right, it's just too much. Hold on a second. This guy is all over me. You're ripping Clearly out my hungry. earbuds. Aren't you using wireless 21st century, bro? Because buddy doesn't like wireless things. That's why he's playing with the wires. Why, why does he? Well, that's why, because he wants to play with the white. This is a very easily dropping easily... the. You dropped my phone, buddy. All right, that's that's better. Okay. So, <clears throat> where was I for buddy interrupted me? So this is one of those games where I went in blind, and I didn't know the exact gameplay. So, most games take place in their own game universe. So when I got my first case. And it's asking me to solve a, a puzzle or a riddle. I'm deeply confused, deeply lost, and deeply concerned. I'm like, what? I tend to skip over a cutscene all the time. I tend to not pay attention in games all the time. But in a detective game, my brain's actually on. I'm, I'm ready to go here. I'm paying attention. And they're asking questions like, and they're asking for asking for answers to puzzles and riddles. I'm like, we never talked about that. There's no plot. Like there, there's no plot point here that I missed. Like, what are you talking? Like I'm checking the email on the computer. I'm checking a text message on the phone. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what did I miss? Turns out the puzzles that you solve in this game are references to the real world. Hmm. Okay. 
I, so, I wouldn't have guessed that. Not at all. Like, I was confused as all heck for a long time. So, like, not a long time, but long enough. So, I'm like, I actually went to Google just because I'm like, oh, I clearly missed something. Let me Google my way through the, through, through the first case. It turns out you're supposed to go to Google. You're supposed to check your phone. You're supposed to do the research. And that instantly changed the entire game for me. Because now I'm like, oh, I'm like a real detective right now. Like, like this is this is not an in-game universe of almost role-playing. Like, this is like outside in the real world role-playing. Like, I need to check up on these clues. I need to go down this rabbit hole information. There's, and some of these are super super deep in terms of connecting one thing to the next thing to the next thing just to get the right answer. I guess I'm confused. Like, so, so what are you doing? Like, so imagine this. Is, is it like a, is it like a point and click? Like, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's Carmen San Diego to like to the T almost. Cause imagine, so, so, the, so you are definitely, it's a picture. It's, it's a pixelated art style. You're not doing the walking around and the and whatnot. Like it, it is point and click. And even when you have to go from Chinatown to Dubai to Egypt to to the UK, like it's all just point and click stuff. And even when you're making a, even when you're booking a flight, you have to book the flight. You have to pick the time. You have to go to the airport. Yet the factor in the money it costs to do it. And it's all this super kind of hands-on experience. I'm there was a question I had and I lost it. Um I should talk so to the microphone. The the part I, I guess the part I'm confused is so if this takes place in like twenty thirty seven and you have to use real world instances so like i don't know i i get like give me a rundown of of the first like what was the answer to your first All right. riddle so, or whatever. so an example of a of a of, of, of a of a riddle or a puzzle i needed to find and this is sort of a reoccurring actual puzzle in a game you have a client who wants to who has this currency this super old currency or whatever, and they want you to find, they want you to bring it back to the correct uh, museums across the world. So you have this currency, you need to figure out where this currency came from, and you need to return it to the museum in which that country's, in which it's that currency's, that, cur- that country's currency rather. So they give you one kind of edge of a piece of, paper if you will and it's just a symbol with a couple of numbers and letters you need to then start your googling put in these numbers put in these letters see what pops up nothing okay let's try to reverse image search let's do this let's do that you find out it uh it, it comes from uh somewhere somewhere in europe somewhere in the middle east Okay, so let's 
let's type that into the to the computer as the answer. Wrong. Do some more research, do some more digging. Turns out, although it comes from that area of the world, it really comes from like the Ottoman Empire. Because you didn't go deep enough. You didn't... You, so you, so you type that in and that's the answer. Like everything is sort of like that where you're basically inputting codes and answers into a, into a computer or a or, or some so, so some sort of machine or whatever or as dialogue uh, <clears throat> or as a dialogue response and it's looking for a very specific answer. And a lot of the times you, you you're right there, but you but you're just off because just didn't go deep enough. Is this an educational game? No. Okay. It is. It is definitely a game where it starts off super small, like where you you're literally just a mirror private investigator making a living. It turns into. Everything's connected to everything, connected to everything. And it goes all the way to the top. And it and it's this slow kind of burn of you're involved in this, but you're involved in this. Wait, this person does this? Like it is a mystery as much as much as much as it's as it's as a detective game. So like I'm I'm intrigued by this description because it sounds kind of neat, but I guess so I mean I, what did you think about it? Like, are you in? Are you not? Bit of mixed uh, feelings Uh-oh. here. Bit of mixed. The premise, love it. I, I, I am always down for a mystery detective game. The gameplay, I actually do kind of love it because you get to come out of the game and find real world answers to things. And you do, and I see why you asked if it's an educational game, because you do end up learning things that you would never ever try to figure, like go look up yourself. Issue I think comes in with that gameplay style is if you're looking up something in Google especially, in this time anyway, you'll just get the answer. You know, like you're not going to, half the time, if you Google uh, the right thing, you're simply going to get a website that says Chinatown Detective Agency Answers. Right. And it's kind of where SEO, so SEO is this game's biggest problem. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that really kind of breaks the immersion because you're not doing the research anymore. Uh, and, and I compare it to Carmen, Carmen San Diego because back in the day we had those, they had the books and like you make the choices you go through and it says, go to page 27 for this answer and, or, or page 37 for this answer. And you're doing the work inside this contained piece. So you never come out of it. Whereas the biggest danger for this game, gameplay wise, is the answers you find will just flat out be the answer. Or worse even for me is, like I said, you'll find the answer so close, like Ottoman Empire, but 
they want you to spell Ottoman like they used to spell it back in those times. So it's like you you got the right answer, but you spelled it right, wrong. You, right, but you you don't know what they actually want to hear. Exactly. So it's a lot of that where it just gets a little too in love with itself, a little too into the minutia of things. Where really what should happen is the game should ha- should allow almost a multiple answer system, just in case people get just close enough where they know the right. or or be able to at least guide you in the right area. Right. But game, but but story wise, like it actually kind of got me into it because like I want to see what this big conspiracy is about, you know. And gameplay wise, it was there. But it's honestly just enough there to annoy the heck out of anybody. So, I mean, it, it's your call, though. This, this is, so, pass it. Pass on it. What, what, what are we doing here? Give me a second. <laughs> Thinking about that. He needs, he needs a moment. Listen, hey, t- time out, guys. Uh... Man, it's like, it gets so frustrating at some points that it feels like you're doing the worst kind of homework. But then at the same time, when you figure something out the right way, it's so rewarding. It's almost like an escape room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, essentially. Yeah, like it, it, it's, it's pretty much that. Um. I'm going to say it's of all the kind of point and click games out there on this platform, on this service, I'm going to say this is definitely one of the ones where it's worth picking up. And I don't, it's like you said, I don't want to add caveats to that, but you may be very frustrated at some point. And I think that's that I think it might be okay. I think it's okay enough to where you'll be frustrated enough because you'll still find something out, figure something out, and just be feel rewarded enough to where being frustrated was okay. Interesting. I uh, well, there you go. When it comes to, I already forgot the name of it. I, I kept calling it the wrong detective agency. Yeah, I kept calling it the wrong thing. Um, when it comes to Chinatown Detective Agency, you should check it out. Have some fun with it. Now we're going to be moving on to my game that I played, which was Metal Hellsinger. Metal Hellsinger. Think, think about it. My favorite thing is about this is the first line of the description is demo available now. So that's, there you go. Part human, part demon, and obsessed with vengeance. Become the unknown and fight through the fiercest domains of hell. Destroy the demon hordes and their leaders to set yourself up for an epic showdown with the Red Judge herself. Every legend has a song, and yours is one of metal, vengeance, and destruction. Regularly priced at $39.99. This comes from The Outsiders, available on Xbox Series X and S and PC. Uh, does have cross-play. I can confirm that, um, yes, you can totally uh, take your save over. Uh, this is one that I'll be talking about um, when it comes to like the PC and the Xbox version. Kind of weird, and I'll, I will go into to why on that. Um, how long to beat? We've got four hours for the main story. Completionist will be seven hours. Metal Hellsinger. 
This is one that I had been sort of kept my eye on. Of course um, you did. I had no doubt you were going to play this game. Yeah, and it's... The best way to describe it is like, it's like, what if Doom Eternal was a rhythm-based game? And that's probably a little too much. Like, Doom Eternal is a much different game, but like, what if that style of, of Doom 2016 and Eternal was a, a rhythm-based game? And it's it's a weird... Um, the word i want to say like it's i don't want to say it's weird it's a unique premise i just messed up my microphone hang on it's a weird premise and i wasn't really sure what to think about it and i know a demo came out during like one of those like i think it was like summer game fest or something like that i didn't play that so this is the first time i had sort of picked it up but it's it's different um every every level has a song that, that kind of goes with it. And along the screen, you constantly have these little arrows. And the idea is that you want to shoot on the arrows. Uh, it's, you know, kind of like a guitar hero, something like that. You've got the, you know, the, the rhythm. And whenever the note comes across a certain line, you want to play that note and it gives you a score based on how close you were to that, um, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a first person shooter. So it's different. Like the first kind of weapon you get is a, think of it like your pistol. It's like this little skull thing that you hold. Um, but it's, capable of of very quick movement and fire so you're kind of pressing the button every it's on the beat and as you keep playing more parts of the song come up like originally you just kind of have the bass and then you hit then the rhythm comes in and with the final level being uh the vocals come in so and that's kind of the hardest to achieve and so like when you're when you're doing well you got the metal going on and it's and it's it's doing its thing and and you're you're playing along the beat and it's it's that's kind of the goal of the game, it, it, but it's a Doom style game to where it's a it's arena based, so you're sort of strafe strafe shooting and jumping and all that fun stuff. So is is there a story at all to this, or is it just yes gameplay for the gameplay's sake? It, it, there is a story. It is extremely basic. Um, it's basically the voice actor. I can't remember his name, but he's in a lot of stuff. It's kind of weird. He's just trying to get to the end, basically. He's trying to prove himself. He's trying to become um, the, the the baddest demon in hell. I guess, you know, that's the best way to describe it. And it's very loose, though. Like, it's every level has kind of like an intro, and and that's it. Um, but it is it is not... You're not going to play this for the story. Um, and how does strictly, the gameplay, like, compare to a Doom? Because Doom was near perfect and i mean the 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 that that first doom remake was just pretty pretty much peak first person shooter um arena based anyway so this is clearly wants to ride those coattails does it does it do that well or is it just kind of kind of okay so it's it's tough um what I'll start by saying is that this, like, they're straight up glory kills, and like the way your health system works and stuff is is ripped right out of that Doom twenty sixteen of glory kills. I saw it that. is not, yep. yeah, it is not as um, robust as Doom Eternal. Like Doom Eternal had the sort of rock paper scissors system. You know, you do this for health, you do this for ammo, you do this for shielded. It's not that. It's far more akin to Doom twenty sixteen that when you need health, you got to do these glory kills. Um, there's, but there are pickups during the rest of the, the level and stuff like that too. But it's 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 weird. So playing on the rhythm is cool. 
like it's because it's sort of what's the word I want to use music in doom in general has always sort of been a, a staple of the, of the franchise, but it's never been the sort of focal point in terms of like, we're going to make this part of the game. So when you've got stuff flying around and you're trying to sort of stay on beat and, and hit everything, I, I don't, I'm not, not enjoying it, but I just don't know if it adds anything like that's my biggest problem is that I just don't know if it adds anything in that I kind of wish I was just not having to do it at the same time. It's the point of the game and you don't have to play on the beat, but then you never get the, you know, it's, you can still kill things. You can still, you can play this game entirely and not have to play on the beat. And you have just kind of an okay arena shooter. But because of that, because of the, the, the beat playing, the enemies aren't as tough. Like, because if you get off beat and stuff like that, you, you can't have a game like Doom Eternal where you're just constantly being hit from every single angle because you also have to play on the beat. And so it's kind of weird in that if you're not playing on the beat, it's just kind of an okay shooter. If you are playing on the beat, I don't know if I'm exactly having a good time. Like, it's right. cool, but I just don't know if... I don't know if it adds anything for me. I was going to, because I was wondering just how, because the the rhythm-based aspect of it is so intertwined in the gameplay. I was I was really just wondering, like, if you don't do well with that part, shooting on beat, is the game still the game? Yeah, so basically you're just, it's a score attack at that point. Like right. you're trying to get the highest score and you do get like um, bonuses, like with, with damage and stuff like that. If you're on a 16 X, whatever, that's like the highest you can get a 16 X. Like, so it, it incentivizes you to do that. Uh, but it, it's, it's also kind of brutal on that. Like if you just miss a couple times, like you're done. And then what's also weird is like, it's not like rock band to where if you, if you don't play on the beat, you don't just lose your your uh, your your score. If you try to play on the beat and you miss, that's a different story, because you have basically four different weapons. Think of it like a shotgun, a sword, a pistol, and sort of like a a quicker pistol, I guess you could say. I don't like using the sword because it's really weird trying to swing something to a beat, if that makes sense. Whereas a gun has that sort of instant gratification of like I press the button, the gun goes off. I played it on the beat with the sword. You have to sort of, it's almost like a weird ballet that you're trying to do of just like, I might've swung on the beat, but maybe the swing took swung took longer than I wanted it to. So like, it's, it's almost like a weird mortal combat combo at that point to where you, you want to keep pressing the button on the beat, but then sometimes depending on what enemy that you're facing, like the sword seems like the wrong option. I just, I just never found a, a, a moment to where the sword made sense to me. What about the um, glory kill? I feel like that would throw you off beat too. So the glory kill has a super, super generous uh, dash to it, basically to where you can be really far from somebody and hit the glory kill and you, you still do want to hit it on beat. And it also does have a dash mechanic as well, similar to doom eternal and that you can dash on the beat. Um, and the best way I can describe it is that 
Doom 16, 2016 and Doom Eternal, I think did exactly what they were trying to do with those games. They're very different games, but they're, they're, they're the same ideas, but they nailed them entirely. I feel like this game is what happens if you tried to make Doom Eternal, but didn't do it as well. Like (laughs) having a dash and having a sword, which again, Doom Eternal did have like having all these different pieces. I'm having trouble putting them together because, and it it might just be the fact that I, I started on controller. I don't think the game plays well on a controller. And I think that's also Doom Eternal's biggest criticism is that if you don't, and if you don't have an elite controller for Doom Eternal on console, I don't know if you could play that game well. Like, there's so much going on in that game, like with the dashing and and the reloading and the flamethrower. Like, the 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 system I've set up on my elite controller for that game is nuts. Like, it's absolutely nuts. And it took me, you know, that game is a workout. You play a level in that game, you have to kind of stand up, take a break, and like, okay, I need to like reconfigure here. To play well at Metal Hellsinger, I think you can do it, but you're going to have to really customize it the way exactly that you want to where you're dashing and you're pulling the trigger exactly on the beat where you want to. What I'll say is like, I basically ended up sticking with the shotgun the entire time. And and the trick with the shotgun is that because of the reload, it sort of skips a beat. Whereas the pistols, you really kind of keep playing on the beat every single time. So the shotgun, I was a little bit it was a little bit easier for me to play on the beat because I wasn't having to constantly hit that button of just like, I could kind of like boom, tch, tch, boom, tch, tch, like, or instead of having to hit it on do, 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 do every single time. So, but the thing was, is like, once I got that down, like I, I, again, I just don't think it adds anything <laughs> like, like it's, it's cool. And it's, it's cool. Like when they start singing and everything and I get to an area to where like, you know, the vocals are going and the, the metal's going. And then like, I, I start fighting some new enemies, but then as soon as I, I screw up, like my momentum just comes to such a halt that I'm just like, okay, like, so, all right, let's start over. Like, so here's what gets me when I, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I saw this coming out and I saw the gameplay and I, and I saw the, the, not the gimmick, but the premise of the game, I guess I'm trying to understand, help, help me out here. What, is the point of shooting on beats besides like you, you said you get a higher score, which is cool, but what else happens? Like, do you, are there power-ups involved? Do you get, like, yeah. do, you, like do you get an invisibility if you do enough perfect shots or does, does the music change if you, if you do like, like what is the benefit besides score or what is the gameplay change besides score? So I mean, really that. all it is, is like yeah, with, with each level of your multiplier, you get a, a, another part of the song. So it starts with the beat, then it adds the rhythm, then it adds like a guitar and then it adds the vocals. The vocals is the last one, but like, but that's it really. Like it's just the score in that there are some like you, and this is kind of the other weird part is you start playing the game. And once you beat a level, you unlock like a challenge level, very similar to doom eternal with the runes. Um, and you, if you go through this level, you can get like a, a temporary boost and it might be like, um, you know, miss two notes before your, your thing, before your, uh, multiplier stops or, um, get a, get bonus multiplier. If you dash on the beat, you know, like they do these things to where you can sort of get these, these multipliers or these, um, sorry, what's the word I want to use mutators to where things, 
you become more powerful basically as you keep playing. But all that stuff is like completely optional. Like you don't have to do that stuff and you don't have to interact with it. Like it's it's weird. Like the 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 setup to me is weird of of how like you said of just like progression is it I, the progression is, is the problem I think in that I just don't feel like it adds anything because I play these levels and then yeah I can go get these mutators but the game's not long there's only eight levels so by the time like you go through like at that point it's really to go back and just get a better score and that's and I'm sure that's enough for some people that makes sense in the terms of like that's what you do in rock band right but the thing about rock band is that you're usually playing music that you want to play so like it's it's got all these pieces and I for me I just don't think they add up to a game that like I think it's cool I'm not mad that I played it but I just don't I don't think I'm ever gonna like like oh man I'll play some metal hellsinger like I just don't think I'm ever gonna do that and the other thing is is like as you know with rhythm games most people latency is a thing you know I have a I have an LG OLED like so I have a super low latency TV and they have a calibration tool on the console and stuff. And I feel like the calibration tool just kind of sucks. Like I, I do the calibration thing and it does a thing to where there's two different things. It does a video calibration and audio calibration. You're supposed to press the trigger on the audio part. And then you look at the screen and then whenever the, the note hits the thing, you press it there. And like it added like, I wanted to add like 140 milliseconds on both of the video and the audio. I'm just like, that seems way too high. Like, for an OLED, like OLEDs have an incredibly low latency and like, yes, I have a receiver in the middle of them, but there's no way it's adding a hundred milliseconds, especially when ALLM is like on. So it's just like, it's weird. And so it took me like an hour literally of, of messing with that. And I basically had to drop those down to about 30 to 40 milliseconds before I felt like I was finally sort of hitting the beat. And I think a lot of people could play this and be frustrated with that because most people aren't playing with high-end gear. They're playing on a, a monitor, which a monitor is going to have really low latency, or they're going to be just playing on the regular old LCD, which is going to have a ton of latency. And the calibration tool doesn't seem to to work right. <laughs> uh, maybe it was just an instance with me. Maybe I have something on, maybe because I had Atmos on or something like that, that the calibration tool just didn't work the way that I wanted it to. Um, although I did try it with just uncompressed audio and it still did the same thing. So it's like, I'm... I don't know. Like it's just not Yeah. It's just not really the premise cool, but the I think the execution or the reason I guess the reason you continue playing is not doing it for me. Like I so I get to hear the full song when I do well. Cool, I guess. I mean and and couple of that with the idea that the gunplay isn't super great. I mean, it's fine. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, it's you, fine. You said there's like three weapons. I mean, like, yeah, there's four, but four. Like, I mean, like, I, I, I kind of want more weapons too. Like, it's. I mean, I, I, I think it. I think it. It breaks at that point. Then, like, right, exactly. So, I mean, like, yeah. I, as much as I want to, much as I, I like the, the the idea of the mix. Like, just me being me, I. I want a good, good shooter first and foremost. And then, because if the beat breaks down or I decide I don't just want to do the play by the beat, I still want to be able to have a doom eternal type of feel. And if it's just fine, fine gunplay, then I, 
I kind of don't care, I think. Yeah, and, that, and that's, I, I don't think it's bad. I, I just think it, I just don't think it's, it's welded, melded, whatever you want to say, together in a way that's super important impressive um you know one thing i haven't really said is like the locations are varied and stuff but i don't really remember any of them they all kind of look the same um it's tough because like the number one thing that that makes or breaks a doom game is map design like you know i am someone that still plays doom og and i have played thousands like literally thousands of different levels and different map packs and stuff and it's and that that is what truly makes or breaks these games and because of like the music aspect, you don't really ever have time to focus on the level design because your your mind is constantly focused on trying to play on the beat. Like there's just too much going on for me to really look at any of these things and just be like, I don't have time to st- to stop and look around at the, the level design. So it's almost weird that there's even levels designed to begin with, if that makes sense. Like, again, the best way I can describe it is it, it seems like this is what would have happened if Doom Eternal ha- would have failed. Of just like not that they would have added like a a, a mechanical uh, music aspect, but it's just like there's too many things that are going on. If they don't meld together or weld, is, that, is it the term meld or weld together? What am I, I think doing? It, I think it is meld. Is it meld? Is For some st- reason, that sounds bad. That sounds wrong. They don't they don't come together in a way that feels completely organic. And I think that's that is totally the magic of Doom Eternal. Like we we can sit here and and debate all day long whether they did too much, too little, et cetera. But the design of that game is strong. Um, where here, it seems like they it just they wanted to make a first person shooter in that aspect, but add this other element. I just don't think it comes together in a way that makes sense. Um, not that it doesn't make sense. It's just not. It's not there yet. I think I think they're onto something. I think there could be something really cool here. And for that reason, like I it's cool. Like it's I I'm I'm glad that I checked it out. It's neat. And I believe there's like a modding scene coming around it to add your own music and stuff like that. Like there there's going to be some really cool stuff with this game. I just think putting it in the doom like scenario is where it sort of falls apart. Um you know, should it be a shooting gallery? I don't know. Should the game sort of play itself and you play on the beat? I'm maybe that was prototyped. I don't know. To me, that makes more sense because if I can just sort of enjoy the music and and have a cool first person shooter at the same time, like there you go, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't recommend it for that reason. I I don't think like even if even if you're like a Doom fanatic or you're a metal fanatic or something like that, I, it's just I think it'd be more fun to watch someone play it very well than try to play it yourself. And, I'm not and, gonna lie to you, that's what I got into. Like yeah. I'd rather just watch someone else do this well because when I kind of, it, it just wasn't for me like immediately. So I'm glad you played it and I did it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, again, I'm not mad that I played it, but I just, some something feels off and I, I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, but that's because I think there's a lot of things, a lot of little things that are just off about it. So maybe they'll keep I don't want to say there might be a sequel, but who knows? Um, it's cool, but I can't recommend it kind of thing, which is kind of a bummer because it, again, the idea is cool. So, And honestly, 40 bucks, man, that's a lot. That's a lot for this game. Um, I think this is a 20 to $25 title at most. So. Is this a $40 game? How, how long a, is it? Yeah. Uh, it's not that long, five, six hours. But again, the, the idea is you're supposed to go back and play it again to increase your score. Well, and I'm all not that. doing that. Again, I, I, see I, that, and that's where it falls apart. I never like score so. attacks. So, yeah. I uh, can't recommend it, unfortunately. Cool game, but yeah. 
is what it is. So we got one pass and one pass on it. But uh, there you go. There is, I already forgot, Metal Hellsinger and Chinatown Detective Agency. That game. Should play Chinatown Detective Agency. Don't check out Metal Hellsinger, unfortunately. So there you go. When it comes to the future of this show, we're going to be doing an episode on Grid Legends and Immortals Phoenix Rising. That's the name game. Coming at you. I, I just now remembered it somehow. So. Um, and then we're still playing stuff. So we're going to be doing an, a probably a mailbag episode as well, just to talk a little bit about the industry and what's going on there. So, all right, we'll see you next time with Grid Legends and Phoenix Immortals Rising. Good day, sirs.